Time to pack the lunchbox. Check the backpack. Get the kids back to school. And we're right there with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Oh, it's a good day singing the song and it's a good day from moving along yes it's a good day how could anything go wrong a good day from morning till night well good morning grand valley welcome to our world here on the watchdog morning show it is 7 10 10 minutes after the hour here as we get things underway our swinging soiree for a three-hour wander through information conversation controversy and hopefully a little fun along the way you're welcome to join us the Frio Stack Auction Service text line is open at 304-214-1600. The Frio Stack Auction Service phone line available, 304-232-8255. Give us a call, give us a text, and we'll try and get you to be mixed in with the program this morning. In case any of you did not believe that fall is coming officially on Saturday, let me tell you, it's 50 degrees at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. Oh, Howard, that's cold. No. 47 degrees at the Highlands, 48 degrees in Elm Grove, and 48 foggy degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. I'm pretty sure fall's on its way, Mr. Slider. You're not in Arizona anymore, Howard. No, that's for sure. When it was 101 at dinner time, new, new, new. 50 is our high spot at the moment. So <laughs> Cut get that re- now. It's going to be a sunny day. When the fog burns off, fog with us, pretty thick fog this morning. When it bo- burns off, it'll be a sunny day, a high of 70. And as we said yesterday, it's going to be a really nice week all week, sunny, and we'll be in the 70s, close to 80 by uh, Thursday and and Friday. So it's really going to be perfect weather. As I said, my old friend, the late Bill Beckett, used to call this kind of weather fat man's weather. I thought of Bill Beckett uh, just a couple minutes ago. I, I was listening, I think it was ONN. They were saying that fall is the is the time to plant trees. I'd have thought, no, it's springtime, right? I thought springtime was all about planting. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a, I don't know enough about planting, but that makes sense to me because the trees then would begin to rise and flower in the spring. So you plant them in the fall to kind of take root. I don't know. That makes all some... those years with Bill Beckett. You didn't. You never heard that before, Howard. Listen, you the, th- the thing I learned the most from Bill Beckett was uh, that you, uh, when you fertilize things, you use the what was it he used to say? You used to use what comes out of the northbound, the north end of a southbound chicken. That's that's what I remember them. We had the most fun. You know, bless Bill Beckett's heart. It's been he's been gone for a while now, but. He was with me in the very, very early days of my radio career. I mean, when I started. And we used to do live broadcasts. He and I would go out and do some broadcasts in different places. He was the most fun guy in the world. What I remember about him back when Jimmy Frio's auction house was on 16th Street, he would wheel in there. He bought, I think it was a brand new Camaro. <laughs> and uh, it, it was a sharp car. And, uh, you know, a car that would be like a, a 25 or 26-year-old. Would be, no, no, Mr. Beckett was wheeling around it. It was a really, really nice car. He was just a ton of fun. Just an absolute ton of fun. I, I loved Bill. And, and we had we had great times together here on the radio show and people would after bill uh passed away and stopped doing the radio show people would say to me uh, you know other gardening people and so on i'd like to do a bill becca kind of show and i would tell them you can't do a bill becca kind of show there was only one bill beckett and you know and i would i would try to discourage people. you can't do it you will be embarrassed you will not live up to the to the legend that was Bill Beckett. So, at any rate, um, what are we doing today? Got a couple of things I want to get into. WVU reorganization and transformation is now underway. All of the appeals, all of the complaints, all of the protests, all of the no confidence votes, all of those things, all of the yelling and screaming, no, no, no. E. Gordon Gee got exactly what he wanted. The Board of Governors essentially approved the uh, transformation process and as Brad McElhinney will tell us coming up a little bit later on this morning, uh, there are more changes coming to WVU. Well, mark one up, Howard, because I asked you right before you went on your vacation. I said, <clears throat> okay, Howard, does uh, E. Gordon Gee survive this? And you said he would, and I said, I don't think so. I think push will come to shove, and he'll say, you know what, I hear you. I'll, uh, I'll bow out. But you were right, and I was wrong. If you have listened to him uh, over the last few days, I mean, he has not backed down. He's standing strong. Uh, he has... Um, uh, defended his position, and the, more importantly, the Board of Governors didn't show any indication at all last, uh, was it Friday, Monday, whenever it was, they did not show any indication 
of kind of questioning him or paying attention. In fact, one of the I think it was the chair of the board of governors was on with Hoppy yesterday. Basically, he said, "Look, you know, we told him to essentially make these changes, and he did it, and we're we're behind him, one hundred percent." We'll talk more about that with Brad coming up later on today. I had invited Stephen Adams to come on because Stephen has a different approach. Stephen Adams, the Ogden newspaper chain. Stephen has a column out today, which is a little bit different. Stephen's column says. We, we're, we in the media are focusing on all of the, you know, the protests and the yelling and the screaming. I think the headline on a Metro News story was eruption after eruption after eruption at the Board of Governors meeting. Stephen says all of that is true, but when you look at the numbers, the total number of faculty who voted no confidence against the total faculty available, when you look at the total number of students protesting against the total number of students available, it's really not as big a deal as we think from the students. I invited Stephen to come on this morning and talk about that. And you know what he told me? I'm sorry, I'm meeting with Gordon Gee. <laughs> so <laughs> he will be here tomorrow, though, might have some more info for us. It was Brad coming up a little bit later on this morning. Um, Tom Scateri, our national correspondent. i uh, got a lot of Trump stuff. Don, a former secretary says Donald Trump used to use classified documents as scrap paper. Oh, let me make a note for you here. And you got classified right in the back. We'll have that story. Uh, he wants the charge dismissed down in Georgia. He wants the judge to be uh, recused. We've got all of this stuff. Tom Scateri and I will talk about that. And um, last night, my uh, wife said to uh, Teddy, as we were in the car coming home, um, Teddy, is it about time for us to get out our fall decorations? Yeah, it's fall. Fall officially comes on Saturday, right? And we have fall-like weather today, for sure, as far as the temperature goes, at least right now. Um, and Teddy says, yes, let's get the fall-like decorations out. And I assume that means the witch and the cornucopia and all those kind of things. But in California, there's a little controversy. We'll get into it. And I want to hear from you all on the text line or the phone line. There's a California mall that appears to be putting their Christmas decorations out already. So we'll get into that uh, coming up a little bit later on this morning. And I still have some catch-up to do from some of the news uh, that occurred on vacation. Uh, all of that's coming up this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We spent a good bit of time yesterday, Bob, talking about the, the city of Wheeling, city council race that's coming up, the mayor's race coming up. Um, not tonight. Tomorrow night, Rosemary Ketchum will officially make her announcement that she's running for mayor. Um, and you jokingly said, or maybe you should run. Remember you said that? You said that. I, I wasn't joking too much, Howard. Well, I got a text here this morning. Howard, you should win. You should run. You would win. You would win hands down. You are the right person at the right time. Run, Howard, run. Just win, baby, win. That's the text from the Rio Stack Officer's text line. Is that line. from Abe? It does not say. No. I, well, he says anybody but Elliot. That, could I be anybody but Elliot? I, I, maybe. I guess so. I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. 717 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. So let me be clear. Thank you for that com compliment. And, Bob, we kind of talked about it yesterday. Aaron, a shot in the hot place that I would run for mayor or anything. You don't think I, the only thing I'm running for sometime in the next few years, retirement. That's the only thing I'm, uh, only thing I'm running for. Uh, let's see, something else off of here, the text line before I get to my stuff. Explain what Mr. Gee does for $200,000 plus a day. Uh, runs a university, I guess. I, I mean... You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not one of these ones who get wildly upset. The, the, the chief executive of a major company, and WVU is a major company, you don't pay him the same as your, your workers. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that. It's not the, it's not the money, it's do you, do you, do you achieve the goal the money is supposed to achieve? That's the issue. And uh, so, Explain what Mr. Gee does. Uh, I, I, I can't do that. Um, all right. Uh, and you can text me if you'd like to, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, off the uh, Frio Stack auction service text line. 718. Remember when I said, uh, Bob, uh, when you and I were planning the show, and I said I have my plan all laid out? Got it all laid out, Howard. Yes. Forget that. <laughs> You call an audible? <laughs> I'm calling an audible. Uh, 718 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. And when we come back, I want to talk about the big, what I think was the big story while I was away. We didn't get to it yesterday. And that is the federal indictments involving the head of Roxby Development. We'll talk about that coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Why? Just think about it. 
Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. We've got the adhesives you can rely on. Loctite Power Grab Adhesive is high strength and reduces the need for clamping with zero-second instant grab. Right now, it's just $2.99 after rebate. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through September 24th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at you want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care, right place, right time. Ready, set, go get your Toyota today. Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. Toyota, let's go places. On FM. On AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. 721, 21 after the hour here. Watchdog Morning Show. It's a foggy morning this morning. We're going to be a sunny day, though, uh, when the fog burns off. Daytime high around 70 and then raising as the days go by until we hit close to 80 Thursday and Friday. But right now it's a cool morning, 50 degrees. Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 47 at the Highlands, 48 at uh, in Elm Grove, and 48 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Hey, did you like my... Uh, Route 66 jacket I had today? That was pretty nice, Howard. Uh, it, and what caught my attention, you know, I pay I pay attention <clears throat> to sweatshirts because I love I love the feel of a nice, nice big sweatshirt that's that's not tight, it's right, loose fit. Right. right. And uh, that's exactly what that sweatshirt was. And and I, I took a closer look. It looks like a very nice, well made, yeah. thick, heavy sweatshirt, Howard. Yep. It's just about right for today. You know, it's not a winter jacket. It's just a nice, for the 50, 45, 47, 48 degree temperature this morning, nice jacket, Route 66. It, was, it is well made. I, I really like it. Now, and was that guy waiting for you? Does he drape that around your shoulders, Howard, and say, man, you really look nice in this, sir. It only cost you $115. You know, it was, it was obviously when you're on a t- tourist road like Route 66. It's not like going to Walmart, okay? I mean, this, but it actually was not that. I can't remember what it was, but it was really not wildly expensive. Um, I would have paid for it anyways, but actually I would have paid for it because there was a cool morning one, and I really kind of felt like an Anyways, it's my memories of Route 66, still wearing them, uh, still wearing them here with me um, this morning. When I was on Route 66, I did my very, very best at to not pay attention to the news. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be... Watching CNN, we never turned TV on in the hotel room. I didn't want to know. I just didn't want. I wanted. I wanted to enjoy Americana on Route 66. But it's my nature. Every morning, I would at least check in with WTRF.com to see what they're working on. And also, when I got a press release from Bill Elenfeld's office, uh, the story that really, really caught my attention, Bob, was the federal indictment of the head of Roxby Development, Jeffrey Morris. Now, if you've listened to this show, neither Bob nor I were surprised by that, right? Caught your attention, but you you were not shocked. <clears throat> it was, it, my, uh, the, the only thing was, oh, they're finally doing it now. But I, you know, I was aware that they were looking into uh, Roxby Development. Um, 
And, and the thing about Roxby that has bothered me, and I offer this as a personal opinion, I want to be very clear, the uh, federal complaint uh, is only a complaint. It is not a, uh, he is not guilty. You know, there has to be trial, all that kind of stuff. I mean, innocent, all that stuff. Um, but the thing that has bothered me all along about Roxby development, and I have tried to be a little bit of a good trooper, but also to be honest about it, Roxby development never made sense. It never made sense. Now, it began with the Mount Carmel Monastery, and I, I, I will accept that as a, just sort of a, a mistake, an error. Jeffrey Morris, and, and I think his dad was involved, and they thought they could do something, but they didn't. I, but when they bought the McClure, when they bought the Scottish Rite Cathedral, they were talking about buying other buildings in town. And Morris even acknowledged in newspaper articles that he purposely overpaid in order to make sure that he would have control of those properties. He wanted to, quote, you know, help downtown Wheeling. It never made sense, Bob. It just plain never made sense. No, it, it, it didn't. And, uh, you know, you and I, when we got together last last April, you know, reunited here on the air. Uh, and that that was a story, you know, back in the loop here. I'm, you know, I was I was getting all these news stories that uh, before uh, I, I was uh, privy to. And now once again, I'm hearing this uh, whispers and stuff. And it was pretty cool. And most of the whispers concern them, Howard. And what bothers me is this. And maybe I'm wrong. This is just my opinion. Keep an eye on the lavatories, because when that whole COVID thing went out, you know, think about it, folks, how serious a time that was. People were dying. And uh, just keep an eye on that one, because I I think you agree, Howard, more to come on that story. Well, let's take a look at what actually happened last week, and then let's take a look at what might happen. And this is now, I can tell you what happened, and I can speculate on what might happen, and I think you are absolutely correct. Uh, Jeff Morris, the founder of Roxby Development, was charged with wire fraud essentially fraudulently inducing an individual to provide him with money to renovate the Scottish Rite Cathedral, which he did not do. Federal investigators believe that Morris caused an investor to provide him with $350,000 to rehab the Scottish Rite, but instead used the money for other purposes. In other words, if I'm reading this correctly, and if I'm wrong, Billy Linfeld, go ahead and tell me I'm wrong. Uh, Essentially, he was was saying to an investor, oh, we're going to renovate the Scottish Rite. They were writing him checks, and then he was using it to fund other parts of his enterprise. He kind of felt like he could move the money. I think that's what we're, what we're, uh, what we're looking at here. Now, I want to be clear. This is just the beginning. This is apparently one investor or maybe a couple of investors. This is not the total investment money in Roxby Development. The principal purpose of Roxby Development was to acquire and develop real estate in the region to include the Scottish Rite Cathedral, the McClure Hotel, and the Mount Carmel Monastery. The Roxby companies, and again, it's the McClure, the Scottish Rite, Roxby Labs. We'll come back to that. The Roxby companies received a total of $6.9 million from 20 investors uh, between 2019 and 2022. According to the indictment, Jeffrey Morris made misrepresentations to people in Wheeling and throughout the country, interesting enough to fund a fraudulent scheme. So what happened last week, apparently, if I read between the lines, or maybe I read the lines, the grand jury had been looking into this, which I had heard behind the scenes. And they also then heard, apparently Jeffrey Morris is planning to get out of Dodge. He was talking about leaving the country, apparently. That's what they seem to think. So they... they if I read this correctly, and again, Bill Elenfeld, if I am wrong, just give me a personal text. I won't even attribute it to you. Tell me I'm wrong. But essentially what they said was, we've got to keep this guy from running out of the country. So let's let's get something we know we've got enough evidence on to bring the charges. And that's this defrauding an investor of $350,000. And then we got more stuff to work on. And I think you will find a number of other things may happen. But, Bob, I think the key thing, we talk about Roxby with the McClure. We talk about Roxby with the Scottish Rite Cathedral. We talk about him with um, property development, if you will, which is kind of the visible sign of that. You have to remember, as you said, it was the Roxby Labs that I think was a big part of the funding mechanism here. 
Yeah, and, and Howard, I take that personal. Again, uh, if, if you want to rip off your investors, that's your business. That's your business and Bill Ehlenfeld's business. And you don't want him getting in your business. We've but, said this. Look, one thing Bill Ehlenfeld seems to be, have a real, real, you know, he doesn't want. COVID fraud is something. Now, I don't know. They're gonna, I don't know it's going to be charged. But. But. <laughs> yes. Here's what we know. Roxby Labs got a lot of COVID money. And we also know from a separate bankruptcy filing that Roxby Labs owed six figures to a variety of companies for parts, you know, for I don't know what, but for medical supplies and so on. Yeah, that which, ain't right. Which, which, I'm sorry, that ain't right. Which implies implies that they got COVID money and didn't use it for everything it's supposed to. I know that's the case. I'm just saying that's what it implies. That's what it implies. So I think that's going to be the big scheme. And if you don't think that's a big deal, ask Dalton Hoss. Yeah, where's he at these days? Yeah. So I mean. Um, and Elenfeld says additional charges will be filed at a later date. Uh, I have no idea how later date. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see something in the relatively near future again. I think what they had to do was get something. We've got to keep him from running the country, leaving the country. So what have we got? What have we got that we can, boom, get him for right now? The whole, we don't have everything in place yet. Let's get him, get him for a judge, get his passport, keep him in the country, and... As they say, more to come, more to come. <laughs> the thing that has bothered me a little bit. <clears throat> What's bothering you, Howard? About Roxby. If you ask pretty much anybody in town over the last couple of years about Roxby development, the McClure, the Scottish Rite, not so much the labs. I think people thought the labs were on the up and up. Maybe they were. I don't know. But if you ask anybody on the, on the street, what would they say? Something doesn't seem right about this. Yeah, where's that money coming from? What what exactly is going on? And then the other thing that rubbed me the wrong way, hey, look, it's not the Greenbrier, but the McClure is a big part of downtown Wheeling. I, I, you know, look, we live here. We do business here. It is a big part. And I took that. I took it personal, the stories that were going around, Howard, that people were getting stuck. They put all this money out, and, and now the time of the reception or the get-together, and it was a, it was a train wreck. Yeah, um, the and and he brought in, <clears throat> as I understand it, he paid a lot of people a lot of money, and big money. He brought in people, you know, at very high salaries to begin with. Um, he had I, I don't know what his title was, but he had like the chief chef, who was in charge of all the catering. I got to tell you, I had a Roxby catered meal. Oh man, it was one of the best meals I had. This guy was good. Trouble was, he uh, wasn't getting paid. He wasn't getting paid. And many others were. Bob, I think you and I were together. I won't say where we were, but you and I were together at one point at a local establishment when uh, the owner came to us and said, are you hearing about all the trouble that Roxby's having? And he told us how many people have come to him and said, we're not getting paid. Not not the employees, but vendors. And I kept wondering <clears throat> in the early days of, of – of Where's the money coming from? Well, now I guess we're learning, Howard, that it, that it came from investors. Yes. You know, people actually said, okay, that's a great idea. How much money do you want again? Yeah. One of the things that bothers me, and I will not get into this because it's not part of the, as far as I know, it's not part of the charges yet, the specifics. There is one individual whose name everybody would know, who is an absolute sweetheart, who put as I understand it, tons of money into this. And basically it got snookered. Just basically got snookered. I believe that may be the individual they're talking about in this particular indictment. I'm not sure about that. But I, I know of one individual who just got snookered to the tune of huge amounts of money. And, you know, I guess, <clears throat> I, I don't want to, you find some schmuck from Tokyo who wants to put money into this, and you, uh, that's one thing. But we, this one individual I know of, and there are probably others, a really sweet, major person in our Upper Ohio Valley community who was just, just snuckered. And that's just, just that's not right. It's, 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 it's just not right at all. Now, I told you what we know from the indictment. You all know it. You read it last week. I told you what else I think is at work here. I could be wrong. I'm just speculating here. But to go back to my point, what bothered me, Bob, was if you talk to anybody in town, they go, eh, something isn't right about this. 
And yet, our public officials all kept saying, oh, we're so happy to have them here, and this is a wonderful thing. And I get it. I get it. They didn't want to rain on the, bad par on the parade. They didn't want to cause problems. They were hoping everything was going to be right. But it didn't take a genius to know this wasn't right. And everybody was getting, whoa, oh, we're, they're, we're, they were so glad they're here. Well, are you glad they're here now? Are you happy now? <clears throat> now, I'm going to get text probably telling me, and by the way, it may be true. I'm going to get text telling me that Jeffrey Morris is a nice guy. He might be. I don't know. I, I, he may have had the absolute best intentions. He may not have set out to be a swindler, a snooker. He may, seriously, he may have thought, oh, this, I, want to, I want to do good things for the city of Wheeling, but he did him wrong. And, and now he's going to pay for him, I think. As they say, more to come. Stay tuned. 734, 26 of the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. WVU, their major transformation is underway, and more of that is yet to come. We'll talk about that. And you know what's coming up? Well, Christmas, but is it, is it time to get out the decorations? That and more coming up as the Watchdog Morning Show continues. But first, Taylor. She's getting coffee. Hang on. Taylor. See, she thinks I'm going to keep on talking. Taylor. That's it. Come on over. Yep. Time for Taylor Long in the Ohio Valley Newsroom. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on the September the 19th. There's been another hoarding situation of animals discovered in Belmont County. A woman and her two adult daughters were living in Fairview with 11 starving dogs, plus the bodies of a still unknown number of other dogs, cats, chickens, and a rat. Humane agents say four standard poodles had died, locked in cages without food or water. They say the three women are living in unbelievable squalor. Officials say they rescued several dogs from the home. They also say the dogs were covered in fleas and sores, and two of them were near death from starvation. Two women who lived in the home were jailed on cruelty charges, and the third woman, who is disabled, was placed in another residence. All the details can be found at WTRF.com. And continuing coverage, Gerald Jaco has pled guilty to two counts of murder. Ohio County will have a press conference on Thursday to release more details. This case dates back to 2018. Officials say Jaco and his girlfriend, Dana Marie Bowman, lured Trevor Vossen and his pregnant girlfriend to a house in Wheeling. According to reports, the two victims were dismembered in the house and their remains were later burned and hidden in Raleigh County. Due to her death, Cree Jenkins' unborn child also died. Stay with 7 News for updates. And developing this morning, the body of a man that was found under a barge in Marshall County has been identified. Officials say he was a man wanted for attempted murder in Meigs County, Ohio. According to the county sheriff's office, the West Virginia Chief Medical Examiner's Office identified the body as 34-year-old Christopher Cowdery, who was from Reevesville. The sheriff's office says his cause of death was drowning. Authorities say they don't believe there was any foul play in his death. Stay with 7 News for any further updates. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. Hi, I'm Derek Army, head coach of the Wheeling Nailers. What is Nailers hockey? It's hard-hitting action that's affordable for everyone. It's giveaways and brand new food and beverage options. It's thinking outside the box on both penalties and promotions. And it turns game time into the best time. That's Nailers hockey. Experience it for yourself. Get your tickets now at wheelingnailers.com or call 304-234-GOAL. Hi, Dave Wilson filling in for Hoppy Kirchival on Metro News Talk Line. On Monday's show, talk to WVU student Matthew Kolb, who says he's going to be directly impacted by the proposed program cuts. I was actually looking to um, go to graduate school for math here, but that is one of the programs that's up to be cut 
So that would affect my decision on where to go to school. Now, the PhD math program here is the only one in the state. Catch us each weekday at 10.06 Metro News Talk Line on these Metro News radio stations. Time to pack the lunchbox. Check the backpack. Get the kids back to school. And we're right there with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Hello, it's me and Bob and you all here together on the Watchdog Morning Show for a Tuesday, 7.40, 20 till the hour. Coming up today after the 10 o'clock news break, uh, statewide talk line, Hoppy Kerchival will be talking with Bob, your good friend of mine, Alex Mooney. Ugh. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Mooney will be talking about the potential of a Biden impeachment. Now, I know a lot of you don't like Biden. That's okay. There isn't any evidence of any kind at all. None. Zip, zero. Even most Republicans say there's really nothing there. There's Biden. What are we impeaching him for? There's yeah. nothing there. And you know how I feel about Mooney, Howard. But, man, I'd have to ask him, look, you're, you're a congressman on the way out. You made the choice. You don't want to be a congressman anymore. What That's do I good. listen to you for? That's you know, what the hell you got to do with this? Look, he didn't even make it. To his elected office. He was elected to the new congressional district and immediately, before he was even sworn in, said, and by the way, I ain't staying here. I'm going to run for the Senate. That's a good question. Why Why do we even care about you? Well, I guess he's a congressman. So they, anyways, that's coming up today. Also, Chris Starwalt will be uh, in. Chris Starwalt, Wheeling native, the political editor of News Nation. Uh, and uh, author of a, of a book, Why the Media Rage Machine Divides America, How to Fight Back. Steyerwalt is uh, a really good guy. He is a, no question, he's a conservative, but he's a reasonable guy. You know, he's a reasonable guy. Um, and he's on with Hoppy frequently. He'll be coming up today. So statewide talk line, 10.06 this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Well, let's bring Adam Fike from the Big 7, WTRF's morning meteorologist in. Adam, if there was any question that fall was on its way, I think we've got our answer to it this morning with uh, the temperature roaming between 48 and 50 degrees right now. I was going to say the fog as well. Yeah. Now, call me, call me whatever you want, a little weird, little crazy. Taylor and I were talking about it this morning. When I show the Ohio County traffic camp, every once in a while, it looks like there's little two eyeballs at the bottom of your screen. <laughs> it kind of looks like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Okay. <laughs> Well, already then, okay. And you know what you're doing. You're forcing me right now to go to your website and uh, to look at those pictures while you're talking. I'm going to look up these pictures and see if I can find uh, the Casper the Friendly Ghost at the bottom. I mean, you can't really see it right now, but if you go to my Twitter page, I did post it, so you can okay. see it out there. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, will, I will go do that then. I want to see. I want to see these Casper the Ghost pictures. Uh, we weren't sure yesterday, and I did double-check, and you probably did too. Officially, we get uh, fall coming in on early morning on Saturday of this week. Uh, the autumn equinox is the 23rd this year, uh, and then fall is officially here. So uh, it, it's not surprising that it feels like, well, what it feels like outside. Well, you know, for sure. I think it's also appropriate. Thursday, Friday, both days are going to have summer-like temperatures, but then it's like it switch flips. Saturday, Sunday, it's a little bit more gloomy, and we're in those fall-like temperatures as we start fall. Right, and um, right now, it's the fog is out there. It's gonna it's gonna be with us a good for a good while this morning, correct? Oh yeah, no, we still unfortunately probably have another hour and a half to two to deal with this because it's not going to leave us until well, completely cleared out between that nine thirty ten a.m. time frame. Um, so we'll look for fog most of the uh, morning this morning, and then uh, it will be a nice day, though. It's a cool morning, 50 at the airport right now, uh, but it's going to warm up. Uh, it's going to be pleasant. Uh, I've been saying all the last couple of days, 
Uh, it's what uh, my old friend, the late Bill Beckett, you didn't know Bill a long time before you were here, but uh, he used to call fat man's weather. Perfect weather. Sunny, mid-70s for the week, 70 for the day today. It's going to actually be a good week once the fog burns off and a good day today, too. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's foggy starts in the morning, but, I mean, even yesterday, it's going to be pretty much a copy and paste of what we had yesterday. Just warm it up by a degree or two. That's it. Yeah. And, <laughs> Only and, different. Yep. And, and it's going to warm up every day uh, up until we hit the weekend, just a little bit. Maybe, maybe close to 80 by Thursday or Friday, but uh, basically mid-70s all week, right? Yep. Low 70s today, mid-70s tomorrow. Thursday, Friday, upper 70s for everyone. So, like you said, a spot or two can't be rolled out at trying to hit the 80s Thursday, Friday. But then yeah. by Saturday, as we start fall, we'll be back to the mid to low 70s. I, I looked this morning. Uh, apparently, if I am correct, and correct me if I am wrong, the official time for the uh, autumn equinox and the start of fall is 2.50 in the morning on Saturday. That's at least what I saw online. Does that sound right to you? That's what I thought, too. So uh, that's it. The days will be equal uh, in length all across the world on that particular day. And then we begin to you know, we get darker in you know, the night and all that kind of good stuff. But so fall is here. Feels like fall. I don't know what else to say, truthfully, because, I mean, the forecast is pretty much, you know, copy, copy, copy all week long, just a, a degree or two different. But uh, it's going to be a good week. going to be a good week. Good week. Only difference is Sunday and Monday. And the thing with those two days is that we're going to have a low pressure that moves up the coast. So depending on where it exactly sets up, depends our weather for the end of the weekend and begin next week. We okay. can see sunshine, we can see rain. So it's one of those. We have to just wait and see how the low pressure sets up. But other than that, nothing else. Yeah, I mean, just just nothing really to say except it's going to be going to be a nice week. Um, I. I am looking at these traffic cams. There are a couple of these in particular that do look kind of weird. What is? What are those things on there? I guess it's just the fog that makes it look so weird, huh? Well, it's because some of them have – a lot of these are on – well, not yeah. a lot of these. All of these are on light poles. So like the one Two Mile Hill you can see in Dallas Pike as well. Right. It, the light must be at the right position that it gives a little halo and it looks like a little eyeball. Yeah, it, it does. And then if you look at the Cabela Drive – we're talking about something you all can't see, but if you go to uh, uh, Adam's X page, once upon a time it was called Twitter, um, he's got these traffic cams uh, put up on there. The Cabela Drive one, it's kind of like a little faint eyeball in the background. It's not quite as visible as Two Mile Hill or Dallas Pike, but it's just sort of sitting there in the background. So, hey, for those of you who want something to do this morning, you just kind of listen to the show and you want you want to go, go to Adam's X page, formerly Twitter. And, uh, and look at the uh, strange the strange eyeballs. Find that eyeball. Find the eyeball. Find the, find, the, find the eyeball. Adam, always good talking to you, my friend. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Talk to you, man. Thank you. 14 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Adam Fike is with us from the Big 7 WTRF-TV. Remember, you can always stay on top of the uh, weather with Storm Tracker 7 if you put it on your phone uh, or your iPad or wherever. And... Uh, and keep track of things. It is a cool morning, 50 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 47 at the Highlands, 48 in Elm Grove, and 48 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley, and it is a foggy morning this morning. Slider on sports coming up. So, Steelers won last night. That was You, you predicted that, right? Uh, I did, uh, but Bear, more importantly, Bear, Bear said they would win on Saturday, and they did. They covered. So we'll talk about that and more coming up with Slider on sports as the Watchdog Morning Show continues. Ready for your next adventure? Then head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense, or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. The timeless sounds of polka live here. Join us 9 to 11 a.m. on Sundays for the Polka Showcase with Rich Biella. Sunday mornings never sounded so good.
Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614 614- for Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70, the top of the hill, the Highlands. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. With a little luck, we can help it out. We can make this whole damn thing work out. With a little love, we can lay it down. Can't you feel a town exploding? 7.50, to the hour coming up later on this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I want to talk about Christmas decorations. I know that sounds weird, but there's a reason I want to talk about that. Uh, WVU is apparently not done yet, making all of their changes. Brad's in to talk with us about that coming up a bit later on. And Tom Scateri and I will talk about Donald Trump has decided, apparently, according to his secretary, that the classified documents were good for scrap paper. He would just like doodle on them and make notes on them and you know, just scrap paper, classified documents. We'll talk about that coming up with our uh, political report and... After we check in with Mr. Slider, how do you lose a stealth fighter jet? How do you lose a stealth fighter jet? Mm, We did. We'll talk about it. But first, we'll talk about sports. Slider on sports right now. Big night last night, Howard, on Monday Night Football. Last night, it was the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Cleveland Browns, 26-22. The Browns lost the game and star running back Nick Chubb. Chubb sustained a severe knee injury in the second quarter. The injury, Howard, was so gruesome that Monday Night Football couldn't show the replay. Oh, really? That's how that's how bad it was. Yeah, that's how bad what, it what was. What happened? I'm sorry. He took a hit uh, on, on his knee, like a direct hit, <laughs> and the knee gave, and we really don't know because they couldn't show it again. Oh, boy. Chubb left the game on a cart, and early reports have the running back missing the rest of the season. Mm. I hate the Cleveland Browns. But I also hate yeah, saying that. Yeah, but that's not, you know. Absolutely. Yep. Both quarterbacks appeared shaky throughout the game. Pittsburgh's Kenny Pickett looked like he was overwhelmed by the Browns' defense. Cleveland's Deshaun Watson, well, he looked like the pretty masseuse just called the cops is how he looked. <laughs> T.J. Watt, he made a scoop and score when Alex Highsmith stripped Watson of the ball. Watt returned the fumble 17 yards late in the game for a touchdown. And that gave the Steelers the win. Highsmith had a tremendous game, returning an interception on the very first play of the game, Howard. Just starts, first play, the Steelers pick six. And that is a tremendous way to start the game against the Cleveland Browns. He finished the game with seven tackles, one sack, one interception, two quarterback hits. The Steelers, one big play on offense. Pickett hit wide out George Pickens for a 71-yard touchdown. Pickett played every snap. He was banged up, too. He went 15 for 30, 222 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. The Steelers, this is pretty incredible here itself, the Steelers have now won 21 straight home games on Monday Night Football. Wow. The last time, the the last home Monday Night Football game the Steelers lost, you have to go way back to October 14th, 1991. Wow. Yeah, pretty impressive. There were two Monday Night games last night. The New Orleans Saints held on and defeated the Carolina Panthers 
20 to 17. There will be lots of Monday Night Football talk on the Pine Room podcast, the Pine Room Boys, right here from noon to 3 on the Watchdog Network. Plenty of talk about the high school football, the backyard brawl, and the NFL. Love those guys. Great teammates. The Pine Room Boys here on the Watchdog uh, Network right after Hoppy Kerchival. Slatter on Sports Time, 7.53. And if you don't get enough from the Pine Room guys, you'll get a little extra conversation on Saturday morning with uh, Bob and Bear. Yes, uh, good old boys back from 8 to 9. Uh, man, just love football season. Love the fall temperatures, Howard. Good old boys, Bear and Bob, 8 to 9 every Saturday here on the Watchdog Network. Seven before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. How do you lose a stealth fighter jet? What, do you like park it in a parking lot and you can't remember where you I, parked it, Howard? You know, this story, now it, it ha- there is a resolution to it now. Yesterday afternoon, well, actually, the story developed yesterday morning when we were on the air. A pilot is flying over, I think it's Charlotte, North Carolina. Don't know the circumstance. I love the phrase, by the way. The military calls it a mishap. There was a mishap. Can you see the air quotes there? Mishap. Um, so he ejects. Boom! Parachutes out. Boom! And the plane just goes away. And then the military says, they literally said, has anybody seen a stealth fighter jet around here? <laughs> well, there's a stealth fighter jet missing. How do you lose? I mean, don't you look up and say, whoa, well, look at that. There's a stealth fighter. Doesn't the pilot go, whoa, look at that. Is it on radar somewhere? Whoa, look at that. How do you lose an F-35 stealth fighter jet? But they did. Military has not said why the pilot ejected. But for more than 24 hours, they didn't know where the jet was. I don't understand. Do you understand? I don't understand this. Now, eventually, they found a debris field that crashed, I guess, uh, somewhere out in that area. I, I, I mean, I'm not kidding. Isn't there, he ejects, boom, fall. isn't that, shoom, doesn't the plane just, it's up in the sky, it's a big jet. Yeah, it sounds like they dodged the bullet there because it, it sounds to me like the jet came down in an area that, uh, well, nobody it, knew it crashed. It could have been a, a, an unbelievable disaster. It could have cr- crashed into a residential neighborhood. Howard, uh, probably some of the most fun years of my life was when I went to Waynesburg. It was a college then. It wasn't a university. Just loved uh, Waynesburg. I loved the town, loved the school. It, it, it was just awesome. And uh, one homecoming, I remember seeing these two Navy guys in there. They were obviously officers, and they were young guys, and uh, they were partying. There was no question about it, and I don't know if you'll remember this or not. The next day, I believe they were, they were pirates. They were not pirates. They were pilots. Pilots. Naval Maybe they were pirate pilots. They could have been, (laughs) but anyway, they had to eject from their plane, and I think it crashed this was a long time ago, in like the Indianapolis area. And we had just seen those guys. We just were with them the, the day and before were, that. And they were making uh, news throughout the, the country because they crashed this jet. And, and, and I can't remember what happened, why they ejected. But, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't happen very often, Howard. You know, I'm not a pilot, obviously. I'm not an aeronautical engineer. I'm not a member of the military, never have been. I, you know, I, I mean, I, I openly admit my ignorance in all of this. But how do you lose a, a stealth fighter? How for 24 hours you didn't know where it is? And you would think, okay, we lost it. Turn the GPS on. Well, It'll tell us exactly where it is. I, well, I, maybe I, it broke with the crash. And again, I don't understand how the stuff. Don't you? Isn't somebody tracking these things? I mean, it's it's a military plane. Aren't they, somewhere aren't they tracking it somewhere? Radar or sonar or I don't mean sonar. Radar something isn't they? Are they tracking it? Do we know were people killed or did they, were they able to get out of the the plane? New York Times story in front of me here says as far as we know, no one was hurt in the crash, so there was no injury. Um, but you know, it's like <laughs> the military. Hey, listen, guys. If uh, if you happen to see a stealth fighter jet while you're out walking the dog, uh, you know, give us a holler. Let us know where you see it at. Billboards. Have you seen this jet? <laughs> That's right. This jet. Put it on a milk cart. I don't. I just. It it boggles my mind, and it's probably not funny because, as you said, it could have been a it could have been a, a, a gigantic disaster. 
if that I, it doesn't say yeah it does say the pilot parachuted into a north, a north charleston neighborhood so he was over a residential area um it, it could have it could have been devastating and they call it a mishap the mishap they say the mishap is under investigation well they did find the debris field and again they apparently they the plane crashed and apparently crashed into a an area where it didn't cause any damage. But holy moly, smagoli, what in the world's going on there? All right, coming up in the next hour of the show, Tom Skateri is going to join us, our national correspondent. He and I have a lot to talk about. There's some big shakeup in the Ukrainian um, cabinet, if you will. Uh, Tom follows that a lot as he's our Pentagon correspondent. Uh, a lot of Donald Trump news to get to, including the fact that one of his secretaries says that he used to use classified documents for scrap paper. Just, hey, God, let me make let me make some notes on this here. Uh, what's this say? Uh, oh, yeah. These are the sites of our nuclear... Well, sorry, hey, I'm just going to make some notes on this. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what she says. Tom and I, about that and more coming up in the next hour of the show. Brad McLean and I will get into WVU coming up a little bit later on. And do we need a little Christmas right now? We'll talk about it. As the Watchdog Morning Show moves on for Tuesday. FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling. FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston, Fort Belvoir, Virginia, scene of a long-awaited reunion. Five Americans imprisoned in Iran for years are now back in the United States. Their freedom, the result of a complex prisoner swap, ABC's Mary Bruce has the details. In exchange for their freedom, the U.S. granting clemency to five Iranians and unfreezing $6 billion in Iranian oil revenue, tied up by U.S. sanctions. But U.S. officials are adamant it will only be used for humanitarian purposes. We have the means and mechanisms to make sure that that happens. But critics argue unlocking any funds for Iran is dangerous and may encourage its authoritarian regime to take more Americans hostage. President Biden speaks to the U.N. General Assembly here in New York this morning. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's address to the body will be this afternoon. A diplomatic issue arising between India and Canada. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau accusing the Indian government of involvement in the assassination of a Sikh activist three months ago. Canada also expelling an Indian diplomat over it. The Marine Corps today begins removing the debris of a crashed F-35 stealth fighter from a field in South Carolina. The wreckage discovered a day after the pilot ejected because of a mishap over the weekend. The questions about the whole incident still outnumber the answers. What was the specific problem that had the pilot bailing out after flipping on the autopilot? Why didn't the plane's transponder function, allowing it to be tracked by radar. Specialists with the U.S. Navy have begun an investigation. That's ABC's Jim Ryan. UAW President Sean Fain calling on the big three Detroit car makers to come up with a reasonable contract proposal by Friday. Otherwise, he says more locals will walk off the job. We've been available 24-7 to bargain a deal that recognizes our members' sacrifices and contributions to these record profits. Still, the big three failed to get down to business. You're listening to ABC News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. 